What's going on, guys? Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we can also talk about whatever it is that is meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. Just to prove that point, today we are going to talk about my last name. <laughs> I know, pretty weird, right? My last name is actually uh, pretty interesting, and we're going to get into that in a second. I'm also going to talk about talk about um, a client. Actually, I want to I want to dedicate this episode to a client who uh, has busted her ass and. Um, you know, not only busted her ass to get her dogs, her dogs, uh, technically it was just one, but it was basically both of her dogs into a more uh, stable situation, a, a safe situation, a healthy situation. And the reason why I say she busted her ass was because she worked on herself. This was about breaking barriers and challenging herself. And this was tough. You know, this is almost like not even dog related. So, but it was based for dogs. So it's kind of like, you know, it's pretty much what I do. I mean, you know, if you're joining us for the first time, you know, my name is uh, Pat. I'm the Pac-Man. And uh, what I do is I am a dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist for Pac-Man to the rescue, canine solutions and coaching. And uh, what we do is we train people, not dogs. That's what, that's right. We train people, not dogs, because at the end of the day, it's people that matter. It's about teaching people what it is that they need to know about the brain of a dog to understand dog communication, how to communicate back to a dog. That's really, you know, the driving force to making a dog happy, fulfilled and well-behaved. And that's our motto. And quite frankly, that's what I feel everybody should want is to be well-trained, to be a well-trained dog owner, a well-trained dog lover, uh, and then make a dog not well-trained, but make a dog happy, fulfilled and well-behaved. And that's what we do. If you like more information, you know, write down some comments and we could talk about that further. But yeah, I want to dedicate this episode to her because, um, you know, she she didn't think she could do it, you know, and and uh, we're going to talk about how uh, we are actually stronger than we think oftentimes. And I, I put myself in that category and and she epitomizes this. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in her situation. And we're also going to talk about um, her dog situation as well. I mean, she had uh, a dog aggressive uh, pug. Yeah, believe it or not, a dog aggressive pug. And then she decided to bring another pug into her household. And it was chaos. Um, so she busted her ass. And uh, again, this was more human related. And we're going to get to that in a second about what that all means. But it's uh, it's a happy ending. And she sends me constant videos and pictures. And uh, if you guys want to see some of those, go on our social media page on uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram. And you can see some of those videos and those pictures. We gladly repost them and share them. Um, you know, because, you know, she deserves it. So uh, she worked hard and now, you know, the payoff is there. So like I said, it's about training people, not training dogs. And here, here exactly is the results that we're after. So yeah, we're, we're stronger than we think, you know, but uh, before we get to that, let's have a little fun first. And let's talk about my last name. I know, let me put myself on the line here right off the bat. Like I said, Barking for balance, we talk about anything and everything, not just dogs. But my last name, for those of you guys that don't know my last name, my last name is Batita. It is full Sicilian. Yes, if you're joining us for the first time, now you know who I am. And also, you know that I speak Sicilian. That's right. Yeah, I grew up in Sicily, lived there from the age of 10 to 17, and I love speaking Sicilian. So I'm going to be throwing it out there. But my last name is Batita, full-blooded Sicilian, both parents, all my, my entire generation. I'm full-blooded Sicilian, born here in America, but lived there for seven years from the age of 10 to 17. And uh, Batita is a very popular last name there. But when it comes to being in America, it has a whole different, uh, different way of looking. So um, in case you don't know what how spells like it is get a piece of paper so you can write this down so you can have some fun with it as well. It is spelled B as in boy, U, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, I, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, A. 
I'll repeat it. B as in boy, U, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, I, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, A. So here's a little bit of game for you. Let's have a little fun. There are two, <laughs> there are two words that are embedded in my last name. And if you are very sensitive, you may not appreciate this game, but whatever. And it's all good. We're going to have some fun. So what are the two words embedded in my last name? I mean, you know, you guys are probably smart. You could pick it up pretty quick. And if you guessed, I'll give you a couple more seconds. Uh, boom. Or what's the words? The words are, but, <laughs> B-U-T-T. Yeah. And the other word is, yeah, if you said tit, that is exactly right. T-I-T, B-U-T-T-T-I-T, right. <sighs> yeah, that's my last name, button tit, right. Now, I just want to preface the fact that my first name is also Pat. Now, if you don't understand what that means, Pat, butt, tit, all I needed was a middle initial of A, and I would have the perfect porn star name. I'm not sure. Maybe that's my desk. No, we're not going down there. No, it was Nzamadio. Nzamadio. No, no, no. We're not going down that road. But I have the perfect porn star name. All these, all these games of, you know, take your first uh, pet and your, the street you were born on or the color of your underwear and and the the, the, the month of the, your birth or whatever the hell this. Mine is natural. Pat. But Tita, but Tita, all I need was a mission middle initial of A and I'd be set. So, yeah, <sighs> that's my name. So, yeah, as you could understand, as you could imagine, as you could imagine, I was teased quite a bit when I came to America for that. And I never even picked up on it. And I was like, what, what the big deal? But yeah, kids have a cruel sense of humor. And uh, yeah, button tits. That's uh, that's me. A button tits. All right. I don't even know where to take it from here, but that's just that's just a little bit of fun for you, you know? B-U-T-T-I-T-T-A, button tits. First name, Pat. Don't have a middle initial. There's a little secret for you. Don't have a middle initial, but I needed a middle initial of A and porn star name, natural. There you go. So anyway, like I said, barking for balance. What we teach, <laughs> we talk about anything that's meant to teach, inspire, and entertain, but it's not just dog related. But get. We have fun. So anyway, so let's talk about one of my clients. Let's talk a little bit about first about how she was not in the right state of mind uh, before we started this off, because this is really where, you know, everything went down the wrong path. So everything down, everything that went down the wrong path for a bunch of different reasons. You know, for those of you guys that have been watching this podcast for a while, you know that uh, I talk about God all the time, you know, faith and patience. Uh, that's the center of my world. Everything I do is based on faith and patience, and I put everything on God's shoulders. And so far, I've not been disappointed. You know, God has been taking care of me based on those two principles of faith and patience. And if you like to know more about what that means, uh, please let me know. Write some comments, and we'll talk about that. But I'll share some of my insight about that. But God, um, God will make us face some things that, um, first of all, God will never make us face things that we can't handle. So for those people that oftentimes find themselves in a difficult situation, and listen, I'm in the middle of that boat too. Uh, and, and Frida, Frida is definitely, um, you know, part of this as well. You know, she... She has, um, you know, she had, like I said, a dog aggressive pug. She decided to get another dog into her family. And um, 
it was just a train wreck, you know, went after him and uh, Bo is the dog went after Rocco, who was the new, new, new addition to the family went after him, you know, Bo was the black pug. And, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Bo was a beige pug, the traditional beige color. And Rocco was the a ba- a black pug. So um, Bo went after Rocco and it was just a shit show. So and everybody was scared and it was just you know it was just horrible and it was heartbreaking too because they were actually on the verge of having to bring Rocco back but of course um you know she was smart enough to want to like look for help and uh I believe she actually you know had contacted other people before she or while she was contacting me and then she chose to go with me how could she not I mean come on you know what I'm saying Shh. uh <laughs> and also if case you haven't watched this podcast I'm very humble but um but yeah so so you know she she wants she knew she needed help and uh you know we worked hard but she she she, because of the distance um i couldn't actually go to her house i mean i could but it would just been tremendously expensive and i'm not sure that it would have been convenient for either one of us so we decided to go with our virtual program and um you know this is this is a typical case as to why our virtual program is is so successful and so efficient is because it's not only just a fraction of the cost of in-person sessions, but it works out better for a variety of different reasons. You know, first of all, because, you know, when, 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 when we walk into people's houses as, as behaviorists or trainers or whatever, you know, dogs tend to look to us for that direction and that leadership. And we want them to look to the dog owners, you know, dogs, I'm, I'm sorry, dog owners also would need to do and be the same way that I would be when I'm walking to that house, because we actually had one session, um, in person with uh, Frida and uh, just to kind of like she wanted to, you know, to, for me to meet the dogs in person. So we had one session in person and she saw how things were when I was there. But when I was gone, it was a different story. So they had to, you know, master those techniques and they had to master those emotions and those states of mind because then Bo was looking to me and I that's not going to be helpful when I'm not there. So we need to, that's why we, you know, I'll, I'll say it again. It's about training people, not training dogs, because, you know, listen, I could show off all I want, but at the end of the day, what is that going to do for the dog owners who are left holding the bag with nothing to do? The owners and the dogs. So they need to know dog and dog owners need to know what it is that they're supposed to do. And so, um, you know, we, we, we did everything from the virtual platform going forward and it was just working out perfectly, you know? And so, um, Bo already had these aggressive issues. Bo already had these aggressive tendencies. They brought this new dog home. And this is something typical that happens with dog aggressive, uh, cases and, and people blame the new dog oftentimes. But the reality is that the old dog is the one that already had the problem. Like the problem was already there. Bo was already dog aggressive. Bo was already dominant. And I'm not even going to say that he was dog aggressive. It's more like he was dominant. And the reason why he was dominant is always the same. So it's it's because the owners were spoiling him. They didn't establish directions, bounds, and limits. You know, Frida in particular was just terrified. She was a very scared type person, very anxious, nervous person. Emphasize on, emphasize on was all those emotions. And, um, you know, obviously the dog is going to feed off of that. And Bo picked up on it like any dog would. And, you know, he took over. So he, um, he, he, he owned the house. Like they let him do whatever he wants. So now he was the only dog in the household, but we bring this new dog in and he's like, Whoa, hold on. It's like, I'm the boss. You gotta do what I say, you know? And that's how it started. So, and I see this oftentimes is that people blame like a new dog that they're bringing in 
It has nothing to do with the new dog. It's the new dog revealed that there was a problem. Your problem was already there. You know, your problem was already there. This new dog just showed you what the problem was and opened up your eyes to realizing that you had a problem. You know, people sometimes don't open up their eyes, don't, don't even want to admit that there's a problem. Um, and then something like this happens and, <laughs> hey, you got no choice. Now you got to realize that there's a problem. So you got to deal with it, you know? So um, like I said, she was a very fearful, fear, yeah, fearful person. And, um, you know, when we first started this whole process, it was, it was hard for me too, because as you guys already, you know, probably know, yeah, yeah, thanks that order. I'm stubborn, you know, and I want to do things done my way, but she, especially on the virtual platform, cause you know, we're over the computer, like, like, you know, I would tell her to do certain things and she would just fight me on it. You know, she did not believe that, um, that what I expected to happen would happen because like in my mind, you know, in my mind, I would see beautiful things, but in her mind, she would see, she would see ugly things, you know? And so her fear was just winning and she didn't think she could do it. She didn't think that it was ever going to happen. She didn't think that it was ever going to be possible that these dogs would coexist. So guess what? Like many other people, feel hopeless whose fear is more powerful than anything else she started making arrangements will you take them will you this you know and it broke her heart i mean she told me she, you know I, I remember watching her when she would tell me she would cry because she didn't want to give up on on little rocco she didn't want to she loved him and she didn't want to give him up but she knew that it was for the best it was for the right reasons but you know until she was able to break down that wall of fear, you have to knock down that wall of fear. And then all of a sudden the miracle started to happen. And my job in all this was really just to continue to push and push and push until the wall comes down, which is exactly what I did. I would just keep challenging her and fighting her. She would fight back and I would fight. Yeah, I think that's my, 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 my head is hard. You know, I'm Sicilian. I bang my head against the wall until the wall breaks because I knew that we could do this. She just needed to know that she could do this. And so I would challenge her and she would fight me. And, and, and then she would blame the dogs. And then we would meet like the next session. And it was a, woe is me. This is sucks. This isn't working. I'm like, really? Well, tell me. And of course she never would do anything that I would tell her. And you know, their fear was stronger. It was that, it was that simple, you know? Um, so, so the reason why again was because we started Rocco off on the wrong foot. We started Rocco off by being spoiled, not establishing leadership. And, she was at the bottom of the pile, especially her emotions were weak. You know, her leadership skills were gone. She wasn't establishing direction, boundaries, and limits. Forget about enforcing them. The dog would say, I do whatever I want. And that's exactly what's happening. But unfortunately, when it comes to dogs, that empowers them. So now this is the end result. So um, that's the reason why these problems happen. And, I've, you know, if you guys have experience with that, if you've experienced bringing a new dog into your household and you've had that, I would love to hear some of your stories regarding that. And uh, it, it's, it's a hard situation. You know, sometimes we don't want to admit that it's us. And unfortunately, that's the hardest part of my job. People blame the dogs all the time. They don't want to take responsibility. Until we show them, and some people, you just can't. They just won't accept responsibility. It's never their fault. It's always the dog's fault. So whatever. Anyway, we'll get to that in another, another podcast episode. So these people that think like that just aggravate the hell out of me. But let's let's talk about good stuff here. So um, 
So like I said, I would challenge her. She would fight me back. And what I already knew that these dogs were ready. They were ready to be together. But number one, I couldn't push too far. You know, I had to take it in steps. I had to just gradually ease her into it until we finally broke down the wall. And when we brought them together, it was, you know, it was still scary. There was, there was, you know, we did it. We did a, a, a process, you know, I'm not going to bore you with details, but we know we, we use the crates, we use gates, you know, we use leashes. This was all just to slowly bring Frida to a point where she wasn't afraid anymore, or at least less afraid. But every single time I would present a new challenge, it was just so much pushback, so much fight, you know, and, um, I, I had to get tough. I had to be, you know, tough and forceful to get her to get it done. I was like, no, for you to get it done now, you know, and that's really what I had to do to just challenge her to push her past her, uh, her, 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 her own wall of fear. And, um, you know, it, 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 it took some time. It took some effort. It took a little bit of patience, a lot of patience. But, uh, you know, those times she would just aggravate the crap out of me. And I hope she's watching this because, yes, you did aggravate the crap out of me so many times, but you did a great job. I'm proud of you, Frida. But, um, you know, if all my clients were that dedicated and that committed and not just making their dogs happy, fulfilled and well-behaved and making their packs, their, their pack, you know, healthy and safe, but her own well-being, like, you know, again, she she transformed herself because she's no longer fearful. You know what I mean? She's a pack leader. And she admitted it. She sent me a text message one time and she's like, you made me into a pack leader. I was like, that's the goal, you know, but it's, it's on you. You got to make that happen. And, and she did and God bless her soul. But, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, she was one of those people that, that didn't think that she could handle it. She didn't think that she could do it all on her own. Um, and like I always say, you know, God um, will make us face, Sometimes God will make us face, and you know, this is my personal belief. I mean, I don't know if 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 Rita believes in God uh, or if anybody you guys believe in God, but this is what I what I truly believe, and I put all my 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 experiences, all my life on that platform. It's all about God, as far as I'm concerned, because I know that God will make us. Um, he He will make us face oftentimes more than we can handle, but um, He's also going to make a way to get out or to get through it. You know what I mean? So like sometimes, and I, I mean, I've experienced this plenty of times before is not feeling that, that, you know, I'm strong enough. Um, you know, that, 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 that I haven't, I haven't, um, I'm not capable of doing certain things. You know, the bottom line is that, that, you know, we're all stronger than we think, you know, myself included Frida, definitely stronger than she, she even thought, you know, um, you know, she hasn't, she hadn't discovered everything that was within her. Um, but you know, like many of us, we never will discover that unless we just face pressure that we've never faced before. And the reality is that if God allows that, whatever it is to, to come into our lives, to enter our lives, guess what? We can handle it. You know what I mean? Um, I know that for a fact now, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I kept working hard with Frida and pushing her and pushing her and pushing her because I knew that she could handle it, but she didn't know that yet. So, you know, my job was to make her understand and make her learn that she did not have to be fearful. She could be a pack leader, but she had to bust down that wall of fear. And unfortunately for many people, myself included, you know, sometimes that wall of fear is just 
all that exists. And that's all we see. And then all of a sudden God puts us in a situation that's just really scary. That is just it's impossible. And all we see is the wall of fear. So it's easier to just walk away from the wall than blast through that wall. And I challenge you guys, um, no matter what it is to do exactly that. Don't let that wall of fear, you know, beat you. Fear is tough. And listen, I know that more than anybody. I mean, you, you guys that don't know, I was afraid of dogs. I was 28 years old. I lived in fear and doubt and insecurity for most of my life. Uh, and if you guys want to know more about that, I'll be happy to share some, some, some details with regards to that. But, um, you know, it's hard. And no matter what anybody tells you, you know, you got to, you know, got to face your fears. People that don't, don't, don't get it. It's not that simple. If you just say a word, it's not that magical. You know what I'm saying? It's not the movies where you've got to face your fears. Okay, here, right. You know, it's not that simple. But, um, you know, a lot of times, at least for me, and I'm sure that if you guys look back, uh, you could see it as well. If you look back at times when, you know, you didn't think that that you could do something or that you could handle something and all of a sudden you did. And, you know, for me personally, that's really what I do to um, to face my fears or doubts, not necessarily just fears, but also doubts, such as a case with like Frida, who that's a case that honestly, a lot of people probably would have thrown in a towel and be like, listen, she doesn't want to do it, then, you know, whatever, just give the dog up. And unfortunately, there's a lot of dog trainers that fall into that category, you know, just give the dog up. You can't handle this, you know, because they're not there to teach you a person. They're not there to empower a person, to inspire a person, to motivate a person. They're there to train the dog. It's if you train the dog, then the person falls behind. And that person, if you train her and give her the motivation and the power, then that dog is fine. And not just that dog, but every other dog. So, you know, it's important to understand that. But Remember, it's about training people, not training dogs. I digress all the time because listen, that's that's my that's my that's my credo. That's what I live by. That's why I do this for a living. But um, you know, when it comes to like I said, when we look, when I look back personally, and like I see a case like this, it would have been easy for me just to walk away because, well, you know what, uh, it's not going to happen. You know, I, I'm I, I'm not wasting my time. You know, whatever the case may be. But that's important because that kind of like made me and helped me grow uh, into a better dog behaviorist, into a better person, you know, because I learned so much about challenging somebody else, about fighting through that fear for somebody else, not just for myself. And helping somebody blast through that wall made me feel so much better, so much more confident, you know, so much more assertive that I could do this for more and more people. And that's really, you know, at the end of the day, why I wake up in the morning, you know, because again, not everybody's going to be in the Frida category where they're going to be able to do it or willing to do it. But, you know, you can't, you can't win them all. You, you know, you just win the ones you could win and the other ones, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, like I said, when you look back in certain situations that, you know, you don't didn't think that you could get through um, and you do that motivates you to do even more, you know, like when it comes to like dogs, I always tell my clients that get a difficult dog um, when a different a difficult dog comes into their lives is that's a challenge, you know, and a challenge is it's a great thing because it allows us to grow our dog knowledge. You know, it allows us to become better dog owners, better dog lovers. So why not embrace it that way as opposed to looking at, well, this dog sucks, you know, and some people are just going to do that because they can't face the challenge. They don't want to grow themselves. They don't want to get better. They're just whatever. They're happy where they are. Yeah. You stay where you are. What do you want? But you know, those are opportunities. 
and you know their opportunities to be, be better to learn more you know and that's how what i tell people though i had dogs my whole life and uh, this and that and listen that doesn't matter those dogs were easy great this dog is testing your knowledge this particular dog is saying listen i'm not like those other dogs you need to learn what i require if you want to earn my trust and respect now again some people just don't give a rat's ass some people they care and they're going to fight and those are the people that i love i love the fighters i want them to fight um because that's how we save the dog population is by learning what a dog truly needs. If we get easy cases, it's never going to happen that way. And, you know, um, Cesar Milan always says, and for those guys that don't know, that's exactly how I learned everything I know is from watching the dog whisperer TV show and, and reading Cesar Milan's book. Cesar Milan is what gave me everything, all the knowledge base. And uh, he gave me this career path. So, you know, he always said is you don't get the dog you want, you get the dog you need. And in my particular case that got me on this path of being the Pac-Man, the dog behavior specialist, behavior rehabilitation specialist was because of my pit bull socks. Um, you know, my, my socks was, was a tremendously difficult dog. But when I look back, when I decided that I wanted to get a pit bull and a bad one and rehabilitate them somehow, again, God has a plan, you know, God knows what he's doing. And so when I went out looking for my, my pit bull, the pit bulls that I found were just easy cases. They never would have challenged me to become this. And um, somehow, one way or another, they all fell through. And some of the reasons and some of the circumstances for those, those dogs falling through were just like ridiculous. And I'm like, how? what the hell? And then I landed on socks and socks was challenging. And if you want to know more, let me know. We'll talk about that further. But socks was challenging. And um, but he pushed me. He pushed me past my my comfort zone and he pushed me into this whole world because if I had not been challenged by him, I never would have uncovered this passion, this skill set, this desire. Um I never would have, I never would have discovered it. And God knew that, you know, those cases would never have done it. And I would still be stuck being a financial advisor. Um, be, for, you know, for, since I was, you know, for 16 years, I was a financial advisor and I would still be that, you know, if, if it weren't for being challenged by a pit bull, a black pit bull named socks. And so that's, that was God's plan. God knows what he's doing. See, Italians, we do like this all the time. Yeah. We do like this. If you guys are Italian, you know that this happens a lot. But uh, yeah, so just so challenges are important. You know, my issues with socks were bad and it was it was difficult to deal with. And, um, you know, the challenges also came after because of socks when I decided that I was going to leave the financial services world after 16 years and embark on this journey of being a dog behavior specialist, behavior and rehabilitation specialist. I don't know why I leave that word out sometimes. I mean, it's just shorter. I don't know. But um you know, dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist and, 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 and create the, a business, you know, Pac-Man to the rescue canine solutions and coaching for the purpose of, you know, helping other dog owners help their dogs, you know, didn't start off with that, with that way, started off just, you know, training dogs and all that kind of stuff. And then it evolved throughout the years, but you know, it, it, the challenge of, of leaving a world, that's all I knew and joining a world where I had no experience, no, no, anything. I had no contacts. I had no reputation. It was, you know, Benedicto Sancho, that was, that was scary. I mean, you know, I was 40 years old, leaving a world that I was comfortable with, leaving the only thing that I ever knew for something that I didn't know. It was, it was a scary thing. And, 
you know, it was a challenge, you know, and I knew God had a plan. There's the hand again. But, um, and for those of you guys that are watching over here on uh, on YouTube and you see all this stuff, listen, make sure you hit that subscribe button because I don't want you to miss these podcasts, but I also don't want you to miss all our instructional videos that we got coming out. We got a bunch of cool stuff happening. And if you're uh, just listening to the podcast, you know, you can, if you want to listen to the podcast without looking at this pretty face over here, then uh, then you could listen to the podcast on all the other uh, podcast platform platforms that are uh, the links are in the bio down here. So uh, make sure you subscribe because you want to take a look at all the uh, the cool instructional videos. You get to see Socks and Pepper and you actually get to see Hannibal as well. So it's it's kind of cool. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And uh, yeah, but um, like I said, challenges, you know, even just doing anything else. But like j- that was one of that was a big challenge. Now that I think about it, Jesus Christ. 40 years old. My God, I haven't thought about that in such a long time. I mean, that was 2014. We're now in the year 2021. It's been a while, but you know, back, I I mean, I haven't thought about it in a while, but I remember now, boy, was it scary. And, and, and I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know we were going to end up, you know, here and, and, and being, doing all this cool stuff and being where we are. But again, God knows what he's doing. So, you know, you put your trust in him and let him run the show. You know, you got you got to understand. And again, if you believe in God like I do, you know, I believe and I know for a fact God designs us to be able to handle it. And God designed Frida to be able to handle it. She just didn't know it yet. She needed somebody to push her past that breaking point, much like I needed socks to break me past past that that comfort zone past past that breaking point. You know, um, God, like I said, God designed us to be able to handle stuff. So um, the one thing that we have to not do is we have to not speak the words or think the thoughts that are, I can't, you know, it's too much. Um, it's too hard. Um, you know, that kind of stuff, that stuff is going to beat us. It's going to beat us down. You know, I know that it's happened to me before that when I go into that mindset and I'm like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm defeating myself, you know, it's, it's also, and I learned this back in the day. Um, I realized that I was also disagreeing with God, you know, like God was saying, here you go, let's get this done. And I'm like, no, I can't do this. I can't. And I'm like, shit, I'm the shit. I'm telling God, like, you don't know nothing. I know everything. God forbid. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. You know, I would, I would base, I, I, I knew that that's what I was doing. I was disagreeing with God and, and that's not acceptable. You know what I mean? So when you start to speak those words and you start to think those thoughts, that's what's going to happen is you're beating yourself and you're also disagreeing with God. So that's a double whammy. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta understand that that was a lesson that I learned. Um, you know, thank God that I realized that, but you know, we, 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 how could I put this? God provides us with ability power, you know, with, we can get this done power. Um, but if we don't, I'm trying to explain it, figure out how I could put this. Um, God gives us that you can do this power, right? But if we have an attitude and a mentality of, I can't do this, then it's useless. That power is useless. It's almost like, like if you have a, a Lamborghini, but you don't fill it with gasoline and you just look at it. I mean, it, it's gorgeous and a bella magna lamborghini italiana it's my favorite car actually by the way i have uh, if you guys are watching me i have I have a little 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 mini one over here I have, I have them like all over the place anyway but my screensaver on the computer i'm a big lamborghini fan but um 
you know, it's useless if you don't have the mentality, like if you don't get in there and drive it, then what's the point, you know? So God provides us all this stuff, but if we don't use it, if we actually go against it, then it's useless power, you know? Um, and, and, and a lot of times is what we do is at least this is what I've done. And I think again, going back to Frida, that's what she was doing is she was only focusing on what she couldn't do, you know? Um, she, I needed to teach her, which of course was lessons that I learned myself was to focusing, to focus on the steps, um, that are needed to eventually do it. So what does that mean? What I mean is that, you know, like myself, like I said, I, I do the same thing. I did use well, Sometimes I do it too. You know, I, I do the things I focus on what needs to get done. So for example, like for me personally, with this YouTube situation, all this video and this podcasting and all this kind of stuff, you know, what I was focusing in on was what I couldn't do. I couldn't do the video editing. I couldn't do the graphics. I couldn't even, you know, talk. I mean, that was just weird. I had to, I, I, I felt uncomfortable. like just sitting in front of the camera and talking and demonstrating by myself. It was just weird. So I was focusing on that kind of stuff. And so what I started to change my mentality was I started focusing on the things that I could do. And so I would just demonstrate simple things, just talking in general, you know, pretend like somebody was in front of me. You know, I was also trying to focus on getting this channel, the YouTube channel and the podcast, you know, to a point where it was like the whole world. No, you know, I can't I can't do that. So I would only focus on what the steps necessary to eventually do that. And so for me personally, when it came to like this video, and for those of you that don't know, I'm a technological moron. Technology as we move slow, but I don't I don't know anything about technology. So all this stuff is like foreign to me. But you know, I focused on the quality. I focused on the quality of the audio, the quality of the video, the quality of the content, the quality of the the thumbnails, the quality of just basically focus on the stuff that I could control that would eventually lead us to be able to get the job done and achieve the goal that we were after when it comes to the channel. And the same thing applied to Frida, where I had to convince her to not focus on having peace and tranquility with her dogs. That was the end result. But to get there, we had to break down her fear. Because if you know, in the beginning, even when I had them put to, when I had her put them together with nothing, you know, blocking them with nothing um, to separate them, she was terrified. So we did it a little bit at a time and we slowly got it in. And it just it was a graduation of, 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 you know, a process that was just a slow evolution, but it, 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 at the end of the day, we achieved the goal. Now these dogs are like laying next to each other. They play with their toys, lay next to each other. They play with each other. You know, it's a happy household, but you know, when we focus on what we can't do, that's when we lose focus of all the stuff that we can do in order to be able to get to the point where we can do the stuff that maybe at that point you really can't. You know, it doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means that you haven't been able to do it yet. So all you have to do is just fight through it until you get it done. You know, but to get it done, you just got to take baby steps. You know, like I always tell my clients is focus on progress, not perfection. Everybody focus on perfection. If you focus on progress, you'll be happy. And you'll also eventually get to the point where you'll achieve that quote unquote perfection that you're after in the first place. You know, like when people want to walk their dogs, which again, Frida is in that category to teach her, her dogs how to walk properly on a leash or, or just to fix in like, like any unwanted behavior. Um, you know, you don't fo focus on fixing the whole thing. You focus on fixing small little areas that are really creating 
that problem. So like when it comes to, you know, not being able to walk on a leash, we just take it in steps. We started off with just walking her for short periods of time inside the house in a controlled environment, focusing on the techniques that she had to adapt the position of the leash, the position of the collar, you know, until she was able to progress and move forward and then take it outside and then slowly increase it from there. And then before you know it, bam, walking is not an issue anymore, anymore, just like any unwanted behavior. So it boils down to just having that mentality of just, you know, one step at a time, you know, focus on what you can do. Don't worry about what you can't do because eventually that's going to get done too. Look, it's, it's, you know, it's okay to feel, um, to feel weak, intimidated, overwhelmed, you know, it's okay. And I, it happens to me too. Um, sometimes with anything, it's just, it, you know, you're, I'm overwhelmed with all the projects and, you know, my inability to get things done the way I want to get them done, get them done, my inability to know how to get them done, my inability to, you know, to do what's necessary to get things done, you know, or just feel intimidated by something or, 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 or feeling weak or just whatever. Listen, it's okay to feel that way. God made us um, creatures that have feelings and it's okay to have those feelings of intimidation, fear, you know, whatever it is, but just don't let those feelings defeat you. Don't let those feelings become so real that that becomes your reality. When you get to that point, when that becomes your reality and you are a defeated, overwhelmed person, and that's what you're focusing on. That's all you're saying. That's all your, your, your mind is at then you're done. You're, you're, you lost, you have defeated yourself and there is no moving past that point. So here's, here's actually one of my, my little secrets when it comes to don't tell anybody. <laughs> no, uh, if it was a secret, I wouldn't be putting it on this platform. Right. Like, uh, like, like social media where you put all your little dirty secrets on there and never understood that. But anyway, let's not get into that topic, but um, you know, my little secret when it comes to un segreto. Don't tell anybody. Just kidding. But, you know, when, when it comes to facing challenges and we all face challenge, we're all going to face challenge. We all have faced challenges. We face tough times um, or things happen that we just don't understand. Um, you know, it's easy. We know we get discouraged. Um, you know, we throw a pity party. I mean, listen, I've done all this stuff myself, you know stuff happens and it just throws throws me for a loop you know it's a monkey wrench that i just not expect and it's just you just discouraged you try something it doesn't work you know unexpected circumstance whatever the case may be you know it's 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 normal you know we we get discouraged you know we throw ourselves a pity party we quit i mean listen i've been on that boat before when i just wanted to quit sometimes i have um one the secret that i learned when those those particular cases, those particular circumstances, you know, come around. And again, this is the typical when it comes to Frida too, because again, she stumbled onto this situation. She was about to quit, throw in the towel, give her dog up and just live with Bo being the way Bo was. And, you know, she would have missed out on Rocco. She would have missed out on her being this great. So I can't, I can't brag about that enough because it really makes me so, so happy. But, um, you know, the, the secret to dealing with those circumstances that, that, you know, can discourage us or, you know, a lot, make us throw in the towel or quit or whatever, or throw a pity party or whatever the case may be um, is we don't, we need to look at those situations um, more as, as you know, not look at those situations, as obstacles. If we look at those situations as obstacles, then that's what they become. They become real and they become obstacles. But the way I started looking at these things were, 
I just look at them as stepping stones. You know, I look at them as stepping stones that will lead me to eventually accomplish my goal, to fulfill my purpose, whatever the case may be. Those obstacles are stepping stones. And for me personally, that's exactly how, how it's been all along. You know, there's been quite a few situations, again, using socks as a perfect example of, of that. You know, he was a stepping stone that brought me to, brought me here, you know, um, it, it, it was an obstacle, a massive obstacle. And here we are because of that obstacle, you know, then from there, you know, I, I, I quit the financial services industry, scary situation. We started off as just, I started off as just a one man show, you know, just going to people's homes and, you know, working with their dogs and showing off my skills and how wonderful I was. And now here we are advancing, trying to educate the world and, and, you know, through our virtual platform and these podcasts and our instructional videos, we've been all over the world. I mean, we have clients in Germany now because of our, our ability to share the knowledge. And that's really what it boils down to because, you know, we don't have to be next door to, you know, I don't have to be like hands-on with the dog to share what's in this brain. No shit of like, what's no shit of There's a lot of information in here and all knowledge and a lot of inspirational and motivational skills that again, I would never would have been able to recognize or know that I possessed unless all these obstacles presented themselves. And so now all these obstacles, when I look at them, I look at them as, hmm, okay, well, let's see what's happening after this. Cause you know, these obstacles are not going to stop us, but they're going to be stepping stones for something. And sometimes, sometimes I don't even know what they are and I don't care because it's going to be something great. You know, I, I, I know that. And that's kind of like the same thing here is that, you know, if we could go back in time and show Frida just how, you know, how much, how long, how, how far she's come by busting her ass and, um, realizing that, um, those dogs were ready, you know, her dogs were ready to meet her dogs were ready to, to come together as a pack. Her dogs have been wanting to come together as a pack. She wasn't ready. So, um, you know, were the dogs, the problem respond answer. You know exactly what I'm saying. The dogs weren't the problem. She had to be ready. She had to be prepared. Those dogs were ready all along. I knew it at some point. Like you could see, you know, once we worked on a few things that it was done, but she wasn't ready. So we had to just continue and plow and plow and plow and plow until bam, the wall came down and here we are. So, you know, it's, a, it's, it's such a major accomplishment for me. Um, and I feel so great that she achieve these goals. And, uh, you know, this is, this is why I do this for a living. This is why I love doing this. And this is why I love doing it the way that we do, which is focusing on giving people inspiration, motivation, dog knowledge. Um, and that's really what it boils down to. So, um, yeah, that's, it's a, it's a great thing. So Frida, congratulations. I'm proud of you. You did great and uh, keep it up. Don't, don't go back to that old way of being, you know, doubtful and scareful and then scareful and, and fearful and, you know, plow through, you know, take these lessons and apply them in life, share these lessons with other people who are in your same position, maybe not even dog related, but share that, that knowledge, share that, that experience because people can benefit from that. And uh, I'm proud of you. So keep up the great work, Rocco, Bo, you guys are awesome as well. So Anyway, guys, listen, if you guys have any questions, if you have any comments, I would love to hear them. Write them down in the comments. Hit, hit me up. Let me know uh, what you want to know, like what you uh, what you feel, what you think. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this episode of uh, Barking for Balance. And I will catch you guys next time. I am Pat the Pack, man.
guys. See you later, guys.